All right, guys, you are locked on Falcons. I'm your host, Aaron Freeman. And today I am going over what I'm going to be focusing on in tonight's preseason opener between the Atlanta Falcons and Tennessee Titans. You are locked on Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, guys, you know me. I'm Aaron Freeman. I've been covering the Falcons for many years, formerly at FalcFans.com. RIP, still going strong, however, on Twitter at FalcFans. And, of course, the host of this illustrious Locked On Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is my preview of tonight's preseason action between the Atlanta Falcons and the Tennessee Titans. And we'll be focusing on... What I will be focused on in tonight's games, various players, position battles and whatnot. We'll be talking about Kyle Pitts' NFL debut. We'll be talking about the Falcons' ongoing competitions along the offensive line. We'll be talking about what Dean Pease is going to bring to the table on defense. And, of course, we'll be talking about the value of the preseason and what we really need to be focusing on tonight and what we shouldn't be focusing on tonight. And we'll get into all of that on today's Locked on Falcons podcast. But before we get there, guys, it's preseason time. And while I'm going to have you covered on all things with the Atlanta Falcons and their preseason action, I'm sure many of you are paying attention to what the other 31 NFL teams are going to be doing. And of course, the national show here on the Lockdown Podcast Network in the Peacock and Williamson Podcast is the perfect podcast for you to subscribe to in order to get that information, NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson are covering every game, every team, every move around the NFL. Get their thoughts on this weekend's preseason action by subscribing to the Peacock and Williamson podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. So we're starting things off on today's preseason preview episode by talking about Kyle Pitts. Obviously, he's going to be the player that everybody's going to be focused on tonight. And, you know, one of the interesting things with Pitts, as well as several other players, you know, is how much we're going to see of Pitts tonight. You know, I'm assuming we'll see at least a couple of series, but I'm not sure if he'll get an extended look or any of the starters, at least the entrenched starters will get an extended look. I, I imagine it will be a mix of starters, but some of the more prominent ones might get, you know, just one or two series and we'll see if Pitts is in that group or if he'll, if he'll go deeper into the first quarter to try to get his feet a little bit wetter. You know, there are lofty expectations for Pitts this upcoming season, but we all know that Rome wasn't built in a day, but ideally you want to see him put his best foot forward and it would be nice to have a situation where even if Pitts only plays one or two series, he comes away with like three catches for 41 yards, helps set up a scoring drive or two in limited action so that we can have a highlight reel be on the front page of AtlantaFalcons.com as well as NFL.com as well as various other places and platforms. But for me, you know, but beyond his production, I'm very key to see how Pitts is used. We've talked before and after the draft in that Arthur Smith wants to be very creative with how he deploys Kyle Pitts and all the buzz so far in camp has centered often on his being utilized all over various Falcons 
formations and my expectations, you know, what are we going to see him? Are we going to see him go in motion? Are we going to see him flexed out? Are we going to see him split out wide? Are we going to see him line up in line? I could imagine a scenario where Kyle Pitts only plays maybe, you know, 11, 12 snaps, but we could see him lining up at like six or seven different spots in those dozen or so snaps. And obviously the Falcons aren't going to necessarily play their entire hand with how they'll planning on deploying pits this upcoming season, but one would imagine they're not just simply going to park him as an H back or as a flex tight end. And then that's all they'll ask him to do tonight. We know that offenses tend to be vanilla in the preseason, but hopefully we're not going to see the Falcons offense tonight be that vanilla. Uh, but you know, obviously beyond Kyle Pitts, there's a lot to talk about with this Falcons offense. We know, and we talk quite a bit about how Kyle Pitts can help spearhead an offensive Falcons high-flying offensive attack that can lead this Falcons offense to exceed uh, a lot of people's expectations for this team entering 2021 and perhaps, you know, helping this team reach the playoffs uh, if all things work out in their favor. And while the bulk of the offense, and because of that, while the bulk of the offense isn't with uh, major questions. There are s- certainly some questions, obviously with the skill positions like quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. We're not talking about starting competitions. Most of those concerns are centered around who's going to emerge as key depth pieces at those various k- skill positions. But on the offense, the one position group where we do have legitimate questions about starters is the offensive line. And we wonder whether those five impending starters, if they don't wind up gelling this summer, will we see this offense in the regular season reaches full potential. And obviously I will have my eyes on various players within the trenches in tonight's preseason action. And we'll get into exactly who I'll be focusing on and what I want and expect to see from them coming up on today's Locked On Falcons podcast. But before we get there, guys, I do want to plug the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast where I know a lot of you are not necessarily invested in the outcomes of some of these preseason games, but you do want to get some insights on maybe some players to help you in your various fantasy drafts and fantasy leagues. You know, those players that are going to step up this year and have those breakout seasons or those guys that maybe we want to sort of uh, throw cold water on their potential breakout season. And of course, Locked On Fantasy Football podcast is the best place to get all that information to help you get that extra edge that you need to win your fantasy league this upcoming season. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, did you know that Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market, has many delicious flavors, whether you're a fan of mint brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, double chocolate, salted caramel, coconut or raspberry, orange or strawberry. There's something for everyone. And there's also the occasional limited time flavor, too. They're bringing back the coconut almond. If you're a longtime listener of this podcast, you know I'm a big fan of the coconut almond because Built Bars taste just like a candy bar. And the coconut almond specifically tastes just like an almond joy. All Built Bars contain 100% real chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. And it's not just about Built Bars' great taste. They're healthy, too. They're low in sugar, low in calories, high in protein, high in fiber. And you know that you're getting that healthy snack that tastes just like a candy bar and none of the guilt and you could take advantage of that by heading over to built.com use the promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15% off your first order that's promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com so we constantly talk about how the defense has been coming together for basically the last five years but you know tonight's game is really about this offensive line coming together and, and really the season in a large part is about this offensive line coming together 
because we're, of course, we're concerned, as I just mentioned, that this offensive line could wind up being the Achilles heel that prevents this Falcons offense and ultimately this Falcons team from reaching the heights that we all believe and hope that they're capable of with Arthur Smith calling plays, with Matt Ryan making the throws and Kyle Pitts and, and Calvin really making the grabs on those throws. So we went into training camp this summer thinking that two starting spots were up for grabs being the left guard and center positions. And now we're at a point where possibly a third starting spot is up for grabs and that's the right tackle position. As for that right tackle position, the expectation is that Willie Beavers will start tonight at that position. Coach Smith already said that Beavers will see time at both left and right tackle. So I imagine that suggests that implies that Jake Matthews might get the start at left tackle tonight, maybe get pulled after a series or two. And then that will allow Beavers to kick over from right tackle to the left side. And then we will see Jalen Mayfield make his debut working as that second team right tackle. And so I'll be focused on how those guys perform and hopefully they perform well. Essentially the conversation is going to be whether or not either of those guys plays well enough to really make Kayla McGarry, the Falcons incumbent starting right tackle, who's missed the early part of training camp recovering from an undisclosed injury if they're going to make him sweat and not sleep particularly well uh, tonight, we, we don't expect McGarry to play because he's just returning to practice, but you wonder if this is a situation that if those guys don't play particularly well, is this a situation where once McGarry does get up to full speed, probably next week or the week thereafter, is he just going to step right into his old starting spot at the right tackle position? No worse for wear. And I think a lot of that depends on how well players like Beavers and, and Mayfield potentially performed tonight and whether or not they look like they can hold their own against some of these Tennessee uh, pass rushers and defensive linemen. And this is a guess, but I imagine we might see both of those guys play the bulk of the first half snaps at both tackle positions with guys like Keon Smith and, and William Sweet taking over in the second half. But moving inside to the left guard position, you know, that's going to be an interesting battle. Josh Andrews is listed as a starter there. We thought entering training camp that Mayfield would be the top candidate to unseat him for that starting spot. But instead, it seems like with Mayfield getting all that action at right tackle, his fellow 2021 draft classmate in Drew Dolman. Uh, might be the biggest challenger for Josh Andrews for that left guard spot. Dolman is also expected to get a long look at center uh, since he is pushing Matt Hennessy for that starting spot. Uh, and while it does seem like based off of the early reports throughout camp that Hennessy has created some separation between himself and Dolman at that center position, Hennessy also remains a question mark. So, you know, along with how well Andrews and, and Dolman hold up at that left guard position versus the Titans tonight, I also want to see how Hennessy and Dolman perform at center tonight. And one of the other things I'll be focusing on beyond those individual performances is sort of the quote unquote politics of the offensive line rotation. Assuming Matthews and Lindstrom, the two entrenched starters do play, do we sort of see a scenario um, where those guys basically have their plugs pulled after two series? And then what happens if someone like Hennessy gets pulled after two series? Would that suggest that the team is 
you know, pretty confident in him that they put him on that level of, of Matthews and, and Lindstrom as an entrenched guy at that center position moving forward. Or could we see a scenario where Hennessy winds up playing like four or five series and like the first two he plays with Josh Andrews and then the next two or three he plays uh, with Drew Dahlman filling in at that left guard position. And, you know, these are the things that roster nerds like myself live for during the preseason. It's part of what I do is sort of sit down, watch all these guys play in the preseason come to my own conclusions based off of how I evaluate the players on who's good, who's bad, who's ready to go and who may need to marinate a little bit longer. But a big part of what I'm also trying to do is trying to read the tea leaves, so to speak with how and what the coaches are seeing in these players based off of where and how they stack the depth chart, what roles, what positions they're asked to play, et cetera. And the coaches aren't necessarily going to explicitly tell us what they think of who's winning various roster battles. They'll just basically, oh, he's doing good or this guy's doing all right. And we like where he's at and all these vague sort of coach speak that we hear from Arthur Smith as well as other NFL coaches throughout the summer. So we have to try to kind of read between the lines. And this is kind of one of the ways in referring to the the quote unquote politics of the offensive line and, and who gets deployed here and there. And to me, that's really the value of the preseason. It's really about evaluating these 90 guys in camp and trying to whittle it down to the 53 guys that you're going to carry into the season. And do you come out of the preseason thinking, you know, we have 53 guys that we feel really good about, or do you come out of it saying, well, maybe we only have like 49 guys that we really feel good about. And now we have to go out and scour the waiver wire to find the four other guys that we need to sort of fulfill things. But we'll sort of talk a little bit more about the value of preseason as we close out today's podcast. But before we get there, I do want to turn our attention to the defense, talk about what I am going to be keying on that side of the ball as we continue today's Lockdown Falcons podcast. But before we get there, guys, I do want to plug another one of the national podcasts here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. And this one not only talks football, but it talks about the other sports. That is, of course, the Locked On Today podcast. If you want to get all the sports news that you need every morning in under 20 minutes, host Peter Bukowski has you covered with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. So BetOnline is the fastest and easy way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline gives you the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. And while the UFC and Summer Olympics are in our rearview mirror, we have college football, NFL football to look forward to. Of course, Summer League basketball is going on and baseball season is in full swing. And you can track all that action at BetOnline. You can get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, including Arthur Smith's chances of winning coach of the year, Matt Ryan's MVP odds, can Kyle Pitts win offensive rookie of the year, as well as the over under betting odds for how many yards and touchdowns you'll see from players like Ryan Pitts, Mike Davis, Calvin Ridley, and Russell Gage. Get in on that action by heading over to the website or using your mobile device to sign up today at betonline.ag. Use the promo code locked on when you get there to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That means if you deposit 500 bucks, you get $250 in free money to play with, with the promo code locked on online your online sportsbook experts so unlike the offense there aren't as many starting jobs being contested on defense at least as far as i see you know regular listeners of this podcast know that i very much wanted to see rookies like darren hall and richie grant make strong pushes for starting spots at that nickel and nickel cornerback and free safety positions respectively um, obviously you might also be sensing a theme that a lot of players we're talking about are Falcons rookies that I'll be focusing on tonight. 
but it doesn't sound like in the case of guys like Hall and Grant that they're making as strong a push for those starting spots as at least I initially hoped. But we'll see if those guys can sort of flip the script uh, and make strong first impressions to sort of change that narrative tonight. Um, but the main thing I'm going to be focusing on the defense is less about the sort of individual competitions for various roster spots. Obviously I'll be you know wanting to see which players stand out, but for me, I'm more interested in sort of Dean P's play calling, right? What type of schemes are, is he going to deploy deploy? Um, you know, you go back to that 2019 preseason when the Falcons were adopting more of a three, four, five, two front with their defense when Dan, Dan Quinn was taking over, uh, defensive play calling. And we saw in that preseason, the team was consistently deploying that five, two front alongside their sort of standard four, three under front throughout the preseason. And I went back and, and looked through my notes from that first preseason game in 2019 and noticed that they, deployed in their base defense, a 50-50 split between that 5-2 and that 4-3 under. And I'm curious to sort of see if Dean Pease, you know, does something similar with his deployments because we know that teams tend to play very basic in the preseason in terms of how they scheme things. And I'm wondering, given that Dean Pease wants to be multiple this year with his various fronts and whatnot, you know, whether we're going to see that reflected in tonight's action, will we see a mix of 3-4 and 4-3 looks? Um, or will he sort of stick predominantly with one and, and should that that happen, the latter happen and he sticks mainly with one, would that then signal that that particular look is going to sort of be the foundation for what his defensive plans are going to be this upcoming season and that the sort of multiplicity that Dean Pease is expected to deploy is that going to be built off of that foundation? So, for example, will we see predominantly four three fronts, right? And then it's like, oh, well, we're going to mix in some three, four stuff, but we're not going to focus primarily on that tonight. We can add that as time wears on or something like that. So I'll be curious to see also whether or not Dean Pease is aggressive dialing up blitzes. You know, I, I think back to that 2019 preseason um, and think back to that Jets game. that was the second game of the Falcons that preseason where Greg Williams, the Jets, then defensive coordinator, was blitzing a ton. Matt Ryan was under a lot of pressure that night, uh, caused a lot of concerns and consternation uh, among Falcon fans. And, you know, I know Greg Williams is very infamous in a lot of circles, including Falcons fans from his time in New Orleans. But I just recall from that evening, Falcon fans were especially critical of Greg Williams that night. Um, you know, calling him, you know, dirty and all, all types of names that night because of how often he was in, dialing up blitzes and really going after Ryan and, and whatnot. And, you know, I think some people were maybe reading and maybe put a bounty on, on Matt Ryan that night. But the way I saw it, you know, I saw, obviously me, Mr. Contrarian saw it very differently in that Greg Williams is one of the most blitz happy defensive coordinators in the NFL, you know, then now forever, always. And it's really his job as a defensive coordinator of the Jets to get his team ready to play for the regular season. And that means evaluating players based off of their scheme, which is going to involve a heavy usage of blitz. And so to me, I didn't have any problem with Greg Williams essentially having, you know, multiple rushers teeing off on Matt Ryan. My beef was less with Greg Williams getting his team ready to play. My beef was more with the Falcons players not being ready to play themselves to stop him from doing it. You know, it's, it's the same principle of running up the score. Like, 
it's it's not your duty to force other teams to take their foot off the gas. It's your duty to stop them. So I wonder, given the expectation with Dean Pease, whether or not we're going to see a healthy amount of blitz tonight, given we think Pease is going to be also blitz happy this regular season as a way to generate pressure in the, in, in this upcoming season. And while, you know, I don't expect DMPs to be borrowing from Greg Williams in that regard, you know, you do sort of wonder, you know, going back, will you be able to see like, you know, 25 plus percent of the Falcons, uh, you know, passing plays, defensive passing plays involve, uh, you know, multiple, defenders rushing the quarterback, you know, and I, I say 25% because that's kind of like the standard minimum in the NFL uh, team, you know, even teams that don't blitz a lot still will bring extra defenders, uh, you know, roughly 20 to 25% of the time. So I'm curious to, to watch that. And obviously I do want to see which defensive players do stand out in tonight's action. You know, in addition to players like Richie Grant and Darren Hall, you know, you have players like Marlon Davidson, Chris Slayton, John Kaminsky, Adeo Gandeji, Jacob Tootie Mariner, Chris Williamson, Jalen Hawkins, etc. So many guys. And, you know, I named some of the guys that I think are sort of young, uh, relatively inexperienced players that are expected to have bigger roles in 2021 than we've seen in previous years. And whether those guys come into their own starting this summer or, you know, also listing some bubble players like Slayton, like Williamson, that could be making strong pushes for, you know, one of the 53-man roster spots. And, you know, I'm going to be paying close attention to special teams as well, not only because the Falcons have a vacant uh, punter spot right now that needs to be filled, but, you know, we also have a competition for the punt returner job, right? Guys like Chris Rowland, Avery Williams, you know, maybe another player like Trevor Davis can throw his hat in the ring. That's always compelling to watch, you know, which guys can emerge on special teams. And of course, you know, me, I also want to see which guys emerge on the coverage units. You know, there are key positions, particularly on the punt team, like personal protector and gunners that guys can sort of separate themselves in that competition, uh, moving forward as well tonight. And sort of the last main tidbit I want to touch upon is revisiting a topic that I touched upon already briefly on today's episode, as well as Wednesday when I had Dave Chota, the Falcoholic, uh, guesting on the podcast, but don't get too caught up in the predictive power of the preseason guys. You know, I know a lot of fans like to read into how their favorite teams perform, especially those starters. And I think a lot of fans generally do acknowledge that, you know, the results of preseason games don't really matter, but I think they often still make the mistake of believing that how the starting units perform does matter. And I'm here to tell you, it really doesn't. The preseason is really about individual evaluation. It's not even great for unit evaluation. Sure. You know, if you have two or three guys on your offensive line that individually struggle, and they're expected to be starters, that is cause for concern for the unit, but you have to kind of isolate each individual and try to figure out why that person is struggling. Are they struggling because their hand placement is poor, their footwork is poor, or is it because the opposing team ran a bunch of blitzes and stunts and because these guys haven't spent a ton of time working with one another yet and haven't built that cohesion that you need on your offensive line, did they not necessarily make the appropriate adjustments in those moments? You know, and I think there's this perception from a lot of folks that, you know, when they see their prospective team starting offense, go down the field, score two touchdowns on their first two possessions. And they say, oh, that's going to be that tells you that our offense is going to be cooking. It's going to be humming when we get to week one of the regular season. And you certainly want to see 
the, your team and your offense, your defense, whatever, be successful. And no one is sitting here saying that you want to see the offense struggle in the preseason or anything like that. But historically speaking, at least in my experience and my observations, good or bad, there's almost no correlation between preseason success and failure to regular season success and failure once you move beyond the individual player. I can sit here and say, oh, Frank Darby isn't necessarily ready for primetime because he had a bunch of drops in the preseason, right? But I can't sit here and say that, oh, the Falcons offense is going to struggle because they had, you know, one too many drops in the preseason. So, you know, the thing you got to keep in mind, teams don't game plan. They're, they're running as basic as vanilla stuff in the preseason. And that's obviously not the case in the regular season. You know, the, the reason why they're running this basic stuff in the preseason is because it's really about player evaluation. Your coaches are literally out there trying to fulfill quotas rather than trying to win games. You know, that's not the case in the regular season. You know, they're trying to get it where player X gets this number of snaps in this number of formations on this many downs so that when they go back and look at the film, they can get relatively fair comparisons between player X and player Y. So that if you have starting jobs, if you have backup jobs up for grabs, you're not making these apples and oranges comparisons because one player did something completely different from what the other player did. And, you know, I know it's still going to happen. I know this is still going to fall on deaf ears for the vast majority of fans, but I do have to get this disclaimer off about not putting too much stock in the outcomes that you see in the preseason. It's really more of a process uh, oriented sort of business. But, you know, I know some of you guys, you know, maybe not today or tomorrow or whatever. You're going to, you're going to hit me up on email. You're going to hit me up on social media and say, what do you think about this, Aaron? What do you think about Dean P's doing this or whatever the case may be? And I'm going to have to be blunt with you and I'm going to have to shut it down. Right? I'm going to be like, you need to relax. It doesn't mean any of that stuff, right? It may be a cause for concern about an individual player or whatever the case may be, but you don't have to necessarily assume the sky is falling because something didn't happen in the preseason or the Falcons gave up too many points in the preseason or that this team is poised to make this deep postseason run because, you know, the offense scored, you know, 14 points in the first six minutes of a preseason game or something like that. And I also, of course, say this because I'm sure many of you are going to be out there looking for as much Falcons preseason content as you can possibly get. And I'm sure you'll come across a content creator or two that is going to make those grand prognostications, those grand uh, evaluations based off of how great the Falcons look or how terrible the Falcons look off of a handful of preseason snaps. And I want you, when you see that, to be like, oh, Aaron told me that this isn't true. And so now I realize that this person who I'm watching their YouTube video, or I'm listening to their podcast or I'm reading their blog or whatever the case may be. Oh, this person doesn't know what they're talking about. And I can just click away and go about the rest of my day or, you know, just go back and listen to another, uh, illustrious lockdown Falcons podcast. But you know, basically what happens, I, I understand it. It's in the, the preseason an appetizer, right? And we've been starving, right? We haven't eaten all day. We haven't seen football for seven plus months. We're chomping at the bit to get these preseason takes off, but I have to continue to stress. You got to relax and, and don't read too deeply into this thing. And then of course, the last couple of things I want to stress is that no one's going to win jobs outright tonight. You can make a very good first impression tonight, but even if a player lights it up tonight or even struggles tonight, 
you know, oftentimes the preseason is about the growth, the consistency shown over multiple games, not how great or bad you played in one game. We've seen players have very rough first games in the preseason and then improve. We've seen guys come out and light things up in the first game and then completely disappear thereafter. And I think that's something that you want to keep in mind where tonight is not going to be the end all be all for any of these battles, any of these competitions. But again, obviously it's in every player's best interest to play as well as they possibly can tonight. And of course, the last thing is always staying healthy. Injuries do happen. They're part of the game. And I'm not one of these people that lives in constant fear of of them. Um, But obviously they're not what you want to have happen. And so you hope that you don't have them happen, but you know, they're going to eventually happen. It's like car accidents, right? Like you put that many cars on a field, eventually a couple of them are going to collide and you're going to get bad results. So cars on the field, cars on the road, players on the field, right? Same metaphor. You get me right. So that's where we're going to leave it tonight guys. Um, or today as you're listening to this or you're listening to it tonight to get geared up for this preseason action. And of course I will be back tomorrow to give you my rapid reaction to all the things that I saw. Um, hopefully I will be able to, uh, tape this game off of NFL network, DVR it, uh, to be able to review it over the weekend. And so when we come back Monday, you will get some more in-depth detailed analysis that you come to expect on the lockdown Falcons podcast. Hopefully, you know, this, um, time without NFL, uh, game pass will, will not, uh, sink this ship, uh, to quote, uh, Lieutenant Dan, you, you know, you will not sink this boat. I don't know why a force gump quote just popped into my head. You know, I, I did watch that movie a bunch in the nineties. So, you know, it's, I guess it's just deep in the recesses and ready to, to spring out. Um, but you ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. Uh, <laughs> All right, we're getting silly here at the end of the episode. All right, guys, uh, before we duck out of here, of course, you know, maybe you're going to watch tonight's action and and put a little bit of money out there, or maybe you're um, going to want to scratch that itch by putting a little money on other sports that are being played right now. And, of course, the place to get those great insights on where you should be spending your money, wink, wink, at places like betonline.ag, wink, wink, is by subscribing to the Locked On Bets podcast where host your boy Q is joined by handicapping expert Lee Sterling. And Lee's giving you those daily picks, those blowout specials, wrong team favorite, and, of course, the always excellent lock of the day. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So guys, uh, tune in tomorrow. You, you'll get that special Saturday episode with that rapid reaction tomorrow. And of course, we'll be back next week with more guests to get their thoughts on the Falcons first preseason action and ongoing competitions, as well as my own in-depth analysis, you know, that's coming. So uh, I'm done talking. Have a great time tonight. You know, chicken wings on me. Um, you know, just bill, um, I guess you, Bill Lee Sterling. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he could cover me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Until then.